what's going on and welcome to strange talk with doc i hope everything is good with you and yours today we're going to talk about uh why my podcast sucks in some people's eyes i got some emails and you know what i appreciate those who enjoy what i do here but i also appreciate those who give me their feedback and i've gotten some feedback and i'm going to tackle some of these things i don't you do this podcast to rail against people who disagree with me or take a humbridge with what I say or don't say. But if you're looking for certain kind of conversations, you're not going to get them here, okay? And we're going to talk about a few of them. I'm going to keep this brief and I'm going to move on to the regular show. One of the conversations you're not going to get here is foolishness. Do not spread rumors. I do not deal in gossip. I am jealous of no one else's success. I wish everybody a great deal of success in whatever endeavor that they choose to do. I don't have to be the biggest podcast. I just need to touch a few people. All I am is a small seed, a very small seed in people's ears. And maybe I touch on something that they need to hear. They need to hear from somebody else that is a total stranger from them who might make them think might say, you know what, I totally disagree with this dude, he's well based, or they might say, you know what, I'm with that, and I never thought about that that way. There shall be no standing here. Standing, I do not deal in idolatry at all. I do not believe that celebrities are above regular working Joes and Janes. I do not believe in it. I don't believe that they have a magic key to some door that we are not allowed to go in. They just have success at a higher level than most people walking the earth. I try not to deal with any subject matter without a lack of understanding or knowledge. I try to go in and learn about the subject matters that I am touching on. And if I don't know, I just report it as it is and I move on. You will not find me speaking total Ebonics. I do speak English. I, You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? is not how I end and begin every sentence. If you're looking for that type of person, y'all, ah, I don't put on voices to make myself sound a certain way, gutturally. You know what? What I try to do here is be organic. I am not trying to be a comedian because I'm not a comedian, but if something makes you laugh, that meant it was organically funny to begin with. I don't take credit for it. I'm not trying to get taps on the back. I have to have some form of understanding on the subjects that I am speaking about. I don't just make up subjects to have a title and a show. You know what? I'm not I am willing to look at all angles. Even if I disagree with the subject matter that I'm tackling, I try to look at it from a 360 degree angle so I make sure that I'm just not speaking out of the side of my neck. Once again, there's no cult idolatry worship here. I don't talk about people's relationships. There will be no Kims and Kanye's. There will be no who's pregnant by who. There will be no Nick Cannon with babies. Stuff like that does not interest me. That is their life. They are grown adults, so we do not talk about that. I am not a racist. I am not a homophobe. 
I am not pushing pushing any kind of Christian agenda. I am not pushing any kind of agenda that deals with evil, wrongdoing, or scamming. I don't lie to make myself into something that I'm not. Now, I don't think that most subject matters should be off the tables. I don't think that we should be scared to talk about politics. We shouldn't be scared to talk about people in the news, people in sports. My life, if it interests you. Music, television, society, social issues, hobbies. Even though I have hobbies, I can't really take you on a journey with me on my hobbies because I don't do a video podcast. So you're not going to go to the gun range with me. You're not going to go to the golf course with me. I will talk about them, but you can't go because I am not taking you there. I believe in speaking about learning things. I believe in speaking about what is right. I believe in also to open debate. I believe that you should have the right to be able to call in if you wish. That's why at the end of every show, I let you know that there's a link to my show where you can call in live. If you want to debate with me, if you want to talk to me about anything, I am open. I am fully open as long as we're not dealing with some nonsense, some bullshit, some childish. I don't care. I know that this is mostly a sports news, politics and life and society show. That's what we deal with here on Strange Talk with Doc. And for those who I am telling you, who hit me with emails, who said that they think that it sucks because I don't deal with some of these subjects, I am sure there are millions. And at this point, I don't even think I'm exaggerating. There are millions of podcasts out there who will deal with rumors, who will deal with gossip, who will deal with idolatry, who will stand for any celebrity, who will deal with worship, telling you what's wrong and what's right. This is not, I am not gangster. I'm just a grown-ass man who has been through some situations. If you want to call it gangster, I think that living a clean, good, healthy life is gangster. When you buck society that says that you have to be a certain kind of way to get along, to be along, I think that's gangster when you can walk your own path and you don't listen to what everybody puts in your ear and tells you which way to go. When you know to go right and they're pushing you to go left and you go right anyway, you're being a true live gangster. You are thugging it out because that might be the direction that forces you to walk alone. So we talk about those subjects here. We deal with those subject matters here. And I thank you for listening to this. And once again, I fully understand if you say this podcast sucks because you don't like the flow of my voice, the tone of my voice, that I'm not speaking in a manner where I'm trying to make myself sound like some kind of fake yuck, yucker or somebody that's putting an inflection in my voice to make it sound more palatable to your ear. No, I'm going to give you my Brooklyn accent, which I heard that I have. I cannot hear it, but I heard that I have the form of a Brooklyn accent or a New York accent. And that's who you're going to get. You're going to get organic strange. You're going to get organic doc each and every time. I promise you that. That much I promise. So if I suck yesterday, I will suck tomorrow. And I will suck five years from now, God willing, if I'm still here and doing this. And you know what I say? Still peace to you and peace to yours.
So Bob McGrath, one of the founding members of Sesame Street, died at the age of 90. I'm going to thank both PBS and Sesame Street for being a big part of my childhood. I was sat in front of that television when my mother was busy when she was home and or when I was with my grandmother or babysitters. And I learned so much from Zoom and I learned so much from Sesame Street. And you know what? I am glad that they were a part of my growing up, a part of my childhood. I appreciate them. And Bob McGrath, I didn't know you as a man. I don't know what kind of person you were, but I'm hoping that you was as nice on the show in real life as you was on that show. So I say rest in peace to you. So Trump calls to terminate the election rules and the U.S. Constitution. I mean, if this does not finish him off with the GOP and any rational thinking person, I don't know what can. You never call for any form of termination of the U.S. Constitution. That's the glue that keeps this country going right or wrong. Without that, we have anarchy. We are a banana republic. There is nothing. I don't understand. When they lose, they need changes. When they win, everything works fine. Uh, something fraudulent about that as a human being where you cannot lose. We are all eligible to lose. We are all eligible to win. And sometimes we even tie. That's just reality. So the U.S. House Democrats unanimously elected Hakeem Jeffries as the very first black party leader. Mr. Jeffrey comes off to me as a very educated, well-spoken, charismatic young man. I don't see nothing but big things for this gentleman going forward. So congratulations to the Democrats for finally electing a black man as your party leader. Now, what's a little bit disjointing is that the black turnout in the midterms was the lowest since 2006. I said on my last show or show before, black people, please wake the fuck up. Please get with it. You know, your forefathers, and I ain't even talking about all the way back in the days, but I'm talking about your grandfathers, your aunties, your uncles. They fought for the right for you to have the chance to vote. And nowadays, you don't even have to show up on just election day. You have the opportunity to early vote, which gives you at least a week or 10 days to get your ass to the poll, to set up your schedule to make it there then do the right thing. Let our voices be heard. We can't complain about things and not have our voices be heard. So this week, we had a lot of fallout from Stephen A. Smith and his uh, defense of Jerry Jones' picture. There's not a lot more I want to say about this. Uh, I went on Twitter. I've been on a lot of rants making fun of Stephen A. Smith, having fun with it. But in the end, it's pretty disgusting. I'm pretty disgusted at Jerry Jones not taking the opportunity to denounce racism in all forms. He's pretty much just not answering any questions when it comes to this. He responds back to LeBron's statement by just basically saying, I'm a fan of LeBron, but never touching on Jerry Jones himself and what he did and how that picture is perceived. Stephen A. Smith, all he had to do, and this is it, all he had to do from the very beginning was say, 
this picture is a bad optic for Jerry Jones. And let Jerry Jones explain this picture for himself. It, period, point blank. Nothing else needs to be said. We had another week of meltdown of Mr. Kanye West. Kanye West running around with a homophobic uh, white supremacist. I didn't even give a fuck about this Fuentes kid. Uh, but for Kanye to say some of the things he says, I don't know if he's trying to actually just piss people off at this point because he either he knows right from wrong, you believe he knows right from wrong, or he doesn't know right from wrong. I believe that he knows right from wrong. He's not this unintelligent where he's just spouting off things as though he is a broken toy. Kanye, I don't know where we go from here with him. I hope it doesn't end in violence in some situations for him because he's insulting people with power. And sometimes you need to speak truth to power, but I cannot say that in any way, shape, or form that he is speaking any truth to power here. He's just speaking nonsense. He's speaking evil. He's speaking venomous shit, and it doesn't make sense. And we can't keep holding out hope that he will turn this around because he's given us no proof that he will. And to use religion and things of that nature in his statements to kind of sign off that you know, this is God's work. That's wrong. God is not a God of confusion. God is not a God of confusion. I'm going to say it again. God is not a God of confusion. His messages are clear. They're concise. They don't leave you muddled. They don't leave you wondering what you should and should not do, what you should and should not say, how you should and should not live. Okay. I started watching Power Book 3. Raising Canaan season two. I'm up to about episode seven. The season is all right. Season one was much better. Season two is convoluted. There's a lot of stories. No black man in this series can deny the appeal of a white woman. It they just can't. They can't control themselves animalistically. Uh, it makes no sense. If she's white or high yellow, he throws everything in the garbage to go get her. Uh, Kenan sleeping with the mother while dating the daughter was ridiculous because he's leaving the bed Well, he's in bed with the mother gets busted by the daughter and right goes right back to making love who could really do that what boy would leave also what boy would leave his mother in a cabin up in the woods I have never met a black kid from the inner city who would leave their mother alone even for a second up in the woods so he could go see some white young lady in a cabin. It made, you know, there's, there's some low and high points. Them dealing with the gangsters and the gangsters uh, basically saying, you know, what Rock is doing is cute. That's bullshit. That's not how they conduct themselves. So I'm also listening, watching Hard Knocks in season. We up to episode four. Right now, the Cardinals are going into a bye week. We'll see what they deal with this week when they come back. Shaq Dreams Big is one of those HBO specials. You know, Jordan kicked it off, then Derek Jeter did his, and Magic did his. Now we're on Shaq's. I, it's unfortunate, and maybe he needed this, but I don't believe in this personally. It sounded like there was a lot of violence in Shaq's home, especially with uh, 
Sergeant Harrison towards Shaq, maybe because he was such a big boy, such a big young man that he felt that he had to have him in control. But it seems like there was a lot of abuse. I mean, that's the only way that I could look at it. I'm glad my parents didn't go to the belt. I'm glad my parents didn't go to the hitting. I'm glad my parents didn't go to the verbal bashing. Uh, but it worked for him. I guess it worked for him. I mean, he he describes winning his first championship and his father, who did not earn this title, coming to his home and taking his trophy off of his mantle. That shit didn't make sense. We got Criminal Minds Evolution. And uh, that show was interesting also, but we had to have this the t- uh, head of the FBI who is messing with the squad slowing down their uh, progress, telling them that they're useless and wasteless after 16 years of them solving all kinds of crime. I don't know why shows have to continuously add this divisive character all shows. Most of us do not want them. We like the Criminal Minds crew being a family kind of organization that handles crime. And to have an outsider, SWAT does it, Criminal Minds did it, Equalizer had did it, done it, but they worked it out where Latifah's character and her adversary became friends. Law and Order does this, uh, all forms of it. I don't understand why you have to have this divisive character, or is it just a part of society? Can somebody explain that to me? That you must have a divisionary person to make everything else run smooth. I just don't appreciate it. I seen some trailers this week that really opened my eyes. Emancipation with Will Smith is the story of Whipped Peter. If you've never heard of Whipped Peter, I don't even want to tell you anything about Whipped Peter. Just look at the picture. It will tell you what America was about at a certain time. And this is one of the most devastating photos that you will ever see in your life. It looks like Will Smith, at least in the trailer, brought it. I hope that his past won't be held against him because if he does what he needs to do in this emancipation and it entitles him to be nominated for awards, I want him to be able to get those awards. He made a mistake. He made a real bad judgment of error. But you know what? Nobody was killed and Chris Rock could have defended himself. And also, I seen the trailer for what seems to be in 2023 is going to be a phenomenon. It's called Cocaine Bear. You heard me right. Cocaine Bear. Uh, the trailer for this is crazy. The, the photo for the movie is crazy. And I am geeked out to see this. So we also had Raw this week. It was a very good Raw. You had Kevin Owens defeat uh, Jay Uso. Becky Lynch was in the crowd talking to people, which we've never really seen or WWE or any pro wrestler hold the mic up and ask a fan their name. That was kind of interesting. They fought damage control. Who can't seem to ever win, but she fought damage control and she fought them in the concessions. So that was entertaining. Mia Yim and Rhea Ripley fought. They got interrupted by Judgment Day. Then the Judgment Day went on to defeat the OC because it became one crew versus the next crew. We had uh, Montez Ford return for the Street Profits, and they fought Alpha Academy, 
Uh, every time I see Montez Ford do his frog splash, it's a phenomenon. So he did that to win. Austin Theory and Seth Rollins had a deal in the ring where Rollins kept calling him kid, even though Theory was saying, do not call me kid anymore. So that was all right. Dexter Loomis finally wrestled The Miz in an Anything Goals match where he won. Candice LeRae defeated De Dakota Kai. I do not understand what Johnny Gazzano and Candice Ray's appeal is with Triple H. But they obviously see, because I'm not an NXT fan, I don't really watch NXT, but there has to be something there because he really seems to push these very small, especially Johnny. He's given them a lot of limelight in a very short time that they've actually been on the program, especially Johnny Gargano. I mean, he has allowed him to lose, but most of the time he makes him come off looking really good. Maybe he's going to work a program with The Miz and Dexter Loomis. I do not know. We had UFC this weekend. Steven Wonderboy Thompson beat it Kevin Holland by TKO. It was a stoppage in the fourth round. These two dudes battled. Kevin said, I'm going to stand on my feet. We're not going to go to the ground, but. Stephen was hitting him with so many blows that eventually he made Kevin eat his words and go to the ground with Wonderboy Thompson finished him off. Brian Barbarita uh, uh, for Rafael Dos Antos. Dos Antos submitted him by rear naked choke in the second round. Mateus Nicola fought Matt Snell. Nicola defeated Snell by TKO round two. And in a shock to me, Sergey Pavel beat Taya Tuavesa by TKO 54 seconds of the first round. Jack Hermanson, who was supposed to fight, uh, who the hell was he supposed to fight? I forget who he was supposed to fight, but he did not fight who he was initially supposed to fight. He fought Roman Dolazes. Dolazes beat Hermanson by TKO in the second round. Eric Anders fought Kyle Dukas and just defeated Dukas by TKO in the second round. Nico Price fought Phil Rowe. Rowe defeated Price by TKO in round three. Emily Ducci fought Angela Hill. Angela Hill got the unanimous decision. She looked good. She was housing Ducci the whole fight. Clay Guida defeated Scott Holman by split decision. That was also a good fight. Michael Johnson fought Mark DeSaki, but Johnson defeated him also by unanimous decision. Derek, Darren Eckers fought Jonathan Pierce, JPG. And this was a bloodbath. Elkins bled all over the fucking place, and he also lost the unanimous decision to Mr. Pierce. Nathan Levy fought Gennaro Valdez. He beat Levy, won by unanimous decision. This was a good fought fight. Francis Fire Marshall fought Marcelo Rojo. Rojo defeated Marshall by TKO. No, that is incorrect. Marshall defeated Rojo by TKO of 114 of round two. So all in all, this was a pretty good match. You also had Yasmin Jericho for Estella Nunes on this card. And 
Jericho defeated Nunes by TKO punches in the second round. Now, next week from T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, UFC 282, you got uh, Jerry Povich versus Glover Teixeira. This is part two. Teixeira had won the title from him. Matter of fact, I think he might be actually pulled from this card. And now it's Jan Bokovich versus Magdaman Akalov. Patty Pimblett, who, wow, this is a quick turnaround for Patty Pimblett, especially since he puts on so much weight. He's fighting Jared Gordon. Uh, OSP, Open State Prude is fighting Philip Lenz. Chris Curtis is fighting Joaquin Buckley. That should be a barn burner. Uh, there's some good fights. Robbie Lawler's on this card versus Santino Palazzanebo. Dearest DePlacy is fighting Darren Till. Uh, so this should be a very interesting card. So Deion Sanders has decided to leave Jackson State to become the head coach at Colorado. Deion Sanders caught some flack online for actually leaving Colorado. I mean, leaving an HBCU, which is Jackson State, to go to a Division I program, which is Colorado. I am back in Deion Sanders. I am never been in that locker room, but I am sure Deion Sanders has always taught those kids if you get a chance to be a CEO or president of a Fortune 500 company and the option is to remain a store manager of a grocery chain, you become the CEO, CEO or president of that Fortune 500 company. Deion Sanders is a grown man. He has a family. He has done everything that he could to promote make HBCU football a thing, put it on national television. He has done his job. He has more than done his job. Now it is up to those who are in the family of the HBCU, especially at Jackson State, to hire another credible coach who can maintain the momentum that Deion Sanders has left there. Coach Prime has done his job, and they should be doing nothing but congratulating him as he moves on. When you work for one company and another company offers you a better position for more pay, a better chance to advance and take care of your family, should you be held down or looked down upon because you decide to take this opportunity? No, and he should not be looked down upon either. So we got our playoffs for college. And we got number one, Georgia, is going to be taking on number four, Ohio State. Number two, Michigan, will be taking on number three, TCU. So the championship is either going to be Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. That is it. No Alabama. Thank you for no Alabama voters. USC blew a golden opportunity. They could have kept Ohio State out of this if they would have just beat Utah, but they shit the bed. And you know what, man? I, it was a better season for us USC fans than I hoped for, but it was very disappointment, disappointing to lose this game. So now let's talk some NBA. The NBA, I have to start off with a team that I've been railing on and getting on a lot, 
and I think a lot of people have, the Lakers over the last 10 games are now 8-2. and two. So maybe they are turning some kind of corner. I don't know if they can maintain this kind of energy. But Anthony Davis scored 55 points in the last game. And you know what? I don't know. We might be wrong about a team that has LeBron and AD and Russell. I mean, they might have just had a real bad start. And you know what? If they can get in the playoffs, anything could happen. But we're going to have to keep revisiting this as the season goes on. They did play some lesser teams during this 10 games. They played my Spurs twice during this 10 games who have been horrendous. We'll see what's what. Now, the games of the week, as far as I'm concerned, Monday, you got the Heat versus the Grizzly. You got Butler going up against John Moran. That's big time. You got the Celtics versus the Raptors. Tuesday, you got the Mavs and, and Luka versus the Nuggets. Wednesday, you got the Celtics versus the Suns, the Warriors versus the Jazz. Thursday, you got the Clippers versus the Heat. I do not know if Kawhi will be playing, but let's hold out hope that Paul and Kawhi will be playing versus Jimmy Butler and the Heat. You also have the Nuggets versus the Trailblazers. Friday, you got the Bugs, Bucks versus the Mavs, always entertaining, Giannis and Luka. Saturday, you got my Spurs versus the Heat. Hopefully by then they would have gotten a victory, man. You got the Celtics versus the Warriors. Nothing needs to be said about that. The Jazz versus the Nuggets. Sunday, you got the Suns versus the Pelicans. You get a chance to see Booker, and you get a chance to see Zion Williams. And also Sunday, you got the Bulls versus the Hawks. Now let's wrap up what went on in the NFL. Thursday games, you had the Bills beat the Patriots 24-10. It's not much to say. Josh Allen did what he needed to do to win this game. The Patriots' offense is in shambles. They try to play hard, but they're not very good. Sunday's games, you had the Giants and the Commanders go to a 20-20 overtime tie. Graham Cano missed a 58-yard field goal at the end of overtime. It fell short. Uh, Saquon Barkley was held in check to 63 yards on 18 carries. Uh, there was really no big offensive stars. Uh, this t- Taylor Heineke, uh, he seems to be running the commanders all right. Uh, they might have found their quarterback without a huge name. Quarterbacks don't always have to have huge name to be good. The Vikings held on to beat the Jets 27-22. They had two red zone stands in the fourth quarter. Now, Mike White, who took over for Zach Wilson, did complete 31 of 57 passes for 369 yards, but he also had two costly interceptions. The rookie wideout, Garrett Wilson, had a career day. He had eight catches for 162 yards. Now, I don't understand what the Jets are going to do moving forward. But if you have White who can play, and you have Jared Wilson who can catch and play, and you have that Jets defense, it's not going to be easy road, but the Jets are not completely out of it yet. The Eagles beat the Titans 35-10. Jalen Hurts became the first player in the 90-year history of the Eagles to throw for 350 yards, pass for three touchdowns, Rush for a touchdown in a game which he also had no interceptions. 
A.J. Brown tore up his former team. He had eight catches for 119 yards and two touchdowns. Devontae Smith had eight catches for 119 yards and two touchdowns. Smith and Brown became the first pair of Eagle wide receivers to have over 100 yards receiving in that same game. Since you remember him, Raleigh Cooper and Deshaun Jackson. And that was all the way back in 2013. The Lions beat up on the Jaguars. Uh, Jared Goff went 31 of 41 for 340 yards and two touchdowns. Amon Ra St. Brown, who is a beast, had 11 receptions for 114 yards and two touchdowns. You got to start thinking about this Amon Ra St. Brown kid as an all-star. He's having a blowout season. Uh, whatever money that they're paying him, they need to rip that contract up and re-sign him if they want to keep him right now and don't let him hit the free agent market when his contract runs out because he is the real deal. The Ravens beat the Broncos 10-9. to 9. This is not a baseball score I'm giving you. This is an NFL score. The Ravens beat the Broncos 10-9. to 9. Uh, Lamar Jackson got injured. We'll find out more today about how long that injury is or what's going on with that injury. Tyler Huntry, Huntley came in to take over. He led them on a winning drive. He scored the winning touchdown. The question is, what the hell is going on with Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense? It is really bad. That offense is horrible. They can't seem to score. They can't seem to do anything right. They're the gang who can't shoot straight. Uh, Jerry Drew, Judy dropping passes when he shouldn't be dropping them. Uh, right now, everybody on the Broncos offense should be playing their A game if they want any chance to win games. But this season is shot for them. The Packers once again beat the Bears. 28-19, they rallied in the fourth quarter. This Christian Watson had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. This kid has scored like eight touchdowns over the last three or four weeks. He's becoming a major problem. Uh, Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers can't even say that he doesn't have a number one weapon. This kid seems to be catching everything. They, pass the, they hand the ball off to him. He goes on 40-yard runs. The Steelers beat the Falcons. The Steelers are now five and seven after a two and six start. So the Steelers are acting like they actually want to keep Tomlin's uh, not having a losing season streak alive. We'll see how that goes. The Atlanta Falcons are five and eight after dropping this fourth game in the last five games. The Seahawks beat the Rams 27-23. DK Metcalf caught an eight-yard touchdown pass from Smith with 36 seconds to play. Uh, Geno Smith had a career high, 367 yards. He threw three touchdowns. Metcalf had eight catches for 127 yards. Tyler Lockett had nine receptions for a season high, 128 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Geno Smith has been playing the best ball of his career. I don't know if he's what they need going forward, but he's proven that he is an NFL caliber quarterback who can lead a winning team. The Ram, no, the 49ers beat the Dolphins, 33-17. People were overexcited like Dolphins were unstoppable. 
But the 49ers, they come out there, they do one thing and one thing very well. They punch everybody they play directly in the face. And they say, do you want more of this? All day long, we will punch you in the face. Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo is lost for the season. But Brock Purdy, Purdy is now their quarterback. He's a rookie. And he, you know what? The 49ers don't ask their quarterbacks to do a lot. They don't have a lot of divas who need a lot of uh, accolades, yards, and uh, receptions on that squad. It seems like 49ers is team first. I have a lot of respect for how they conduct themselves in the business, how they go about their business. The Bengals beat the Chiefs 27-24. This is the third straight win for KC. I mean, uh, the Bengals over KC. Cincinnati is now 8-4. and four. KC is now 9-3. and three. The Bengals racked up 431 yards of total offense. Kansas City never got Travis Kelsey involved. Without Kelsey, you're not going to beat a team as good and steady as the Bengals. The Bengals seem to be turning the corner at the proper time. The Raiders beat the Chargers 27-20. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams' connection was flowing yesterday. Carr passed for 250 yards, two touchdowns, but one interception. And Devontae Adams caught eight passes for 177 yards and two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, who has been basically the player of the month, he rushed for 144 yards and a touchdown. Jacobs now has 1,303 yards. That's the most in Raiders history through 12 games. My Cowboys beat the Colts 54-19. The Cowboys scored 33 points in the fourth quarter. There was four fourth quarter takeaways by Dallas. Dak passed for three touchdowns, two to Michael Gallup and one to C.D. Lamb. And he moved past Danny White and Roger Storback into third all-time scoring touchdowns for the Dallas Cowboys. He's sitting at 156. Tonight, we have the Saints versus the Buccaneers. The game is in Tampa. This is a division rivalry game. The Saints have nothing. The Bucs should be able to at least squeak out a 17 to maybe 9 win if they are worth a damn because the the Bucs are sitting in first place, and they're not even at 500, but this game should be able to push them to 500. Now, the game's coming up this week. You got the Raiders are going into L.A. to play the Rams. Uh, no Stafford. I believe the Raiders are turning a corner. They should beat the Rams. The Jets are going into Buffalo. Buffalo is playing every game like it's a playoff game. I don't think the Jets have the offense to handle Buffalo at home, so I'm going with Buffalo. Cleveland is playing Cincinnati. It's the Battle of Ohio, but Cincinnati is at home and they're the better team, so I'm picking them to win. Houston is going into Dallas. This is the Battle of Texas. The Cowboys are home for the third straight week. Cowboys are better than Houston. They should win this game. Minnesota is going into Detroit. The Lions' offense is good. Minnesota guts out wins. I'm going to pick an upset here and say Detroit actually wins at home. Jacksonville is going into Tennessee. I'm going with the hometown Titans. Philly is going into New York to play the Giants. Saquon Barkley does not go off for 175, 180, maybe 225 yards combined offense. 
Philly will win this game and run them off the court. The Ravens are going into Pittsburgh. I don't like Huntley's chances against Pittsburgh the way they're playing right now. I'm going with Pittsburgh. The Dolphins are going into the Chargers and L.A. to play them. I like the Dolphins with a bounce-back game. I do not believe in the Chargers at all. I believe they're a paper team. I believe they're an overhyped team. Tampa Bay is going into San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco has a whole entire week to work with this Purdy kid. He doesn't have to make mistakes. Like I said, he could just do what he needs to do, get that ball to McCafferty. Every once in a while, get that ball to Debo Sanders. I don't believe in Tampa, so I'm picking 49ers. Carolina is going into Seattle. Seattle has to hold serve. Geno has to maintain the focus that he has. Carolina will play hard, but Seattle should beat them. Casey is going into Denver to slaughter Denver in front of their hometown fans. That is the... uh, Late game on Sunday. Now you got New England Patriots going into the Cardinals. The Cardinals will be coming off a bye week. I believe that the Patriots will lose to the Cardinals in Arizona. Next week's buys you got is Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indianapolis, New Orleans, and Washington. On my next week's podcast, I am going to discuss what I call my podcast. I have an open call-in podcast. So will you not find me debating on any form of social media? You will not find the tagline, Strange Talk from Doc, in a back-and-forth debate with anybody anywhere on social media. And I'm going to explain that because I have an open call-in format here. I just want you to remember, it's all right if you think my show sucks. But if you think my show sucks and you do nothing to help, you do nothing to correct, you do nothing to say, well, maybe this is a direction I think that you should go in. As long as it fits within my parameters and guidelines, because there has to be a code, there has to be rules and regulations that you will and you will not do. And I've already stated at the beginning of the show, There are certain things that I will never do because I have to have some kind of code of conduct. Without that, it's what am I bothering? So I thank you for once again listening. You can hit me up on my website. The link to my website is always located anywhere that you hear this podcast. There will be an active link, a hyperlink. You could just click on it go there. You could email me from there. You could say what you need to say to me from there. And I will respond. I respond to everybody who responds to me. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time people, peace to you and peace to yours.